Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today is going to be a fun episode with Cheston Davis of Phonescope.com and a partner of his, Brian Kendrick of TheCoolerTray.com. Guys, how you doing? Uh, doing great, Jay. How are you? Good. It was um, great to meet uh, Brian. It was great to meet you. Obviously, I know Cheston, but it was great to meet you uh, last week in Las Vegas at the Safari Club International Convention. And um, Cheston had a booth there, and uh, there was rarely a time that I walked by that there wasn't, you know, 18 or 20 people standing, you know, uh, wanting Cheston's attention, trying to uh, get their uh, iPhones and get their Android phones, uh, get their phones in general uh, set up with the phone scope adapter. And it, it seemed like every single time I went by there, it was just swamped. And then there was one time I went by and I caught both of you uh, and was able to meet you. Brian, uh, it, it was great meeting you. You're from Logan, Utah, I understand? Yeah, born and raised up there. It was good meeting you too, man. Yeah, for sure. I understand you guys are getting quite a bit of snow in Utah this year. How, how are you doing down there, Cheston? You got quite a bit of snow in southern Utah? Yeah, you know, we've had a great... Uh, great year for snowfall and the temps haven't been too cold but we definitely have had our fair share of moisture so yeah that's, how, that's definitely a plus how about you brian up in logan we got slammed we had some came in and overnight we had about 12 inches you know on top of the the picnic tables out back and stuff so we got lots up there for sure. I know that the uh, all my ski bum friends are just um, digging it in Colorado and, and in Utah both. So that's fantastic. It's um, it's always great to have good snow years. You know, for us hunters uh, and fishermen, it's great for, for hunting. You get the big antlers, usually typical better antler growth. And uh, for the fishermen, you got plenty of water to fish in the summer. And, and it's just a good all the way around. Uh, Cheston, I wanted to start with you today and ask you a few questions because when I was at SCI, um, I noticed that you had the iPhone 7 Plus uh, uh, phone was out and you guys have got your uh, phone scope adapters um, all finally you know, finished and completed for that. Uh, wh where do you stand on that project? You know, it's been a long time coming, and we're grateful to say we finally figured out the iPhone 7 Plus. That dual camera lens setup that I had, it, it gave us a run for our money. We uh, had to chock a complete injection mold up and throw it in the trash because it didn't function quite like we wanted it to. It wasn't quite up to our par, up to up to the, the phone scope name. Um, so we came out with this brand new one, and what it does is it lets you uh, take the disc off completely. That way it will actually turn into a general phone case. Um, and we love the direction, and so we made the uh, executive decision that from now on, every phone case from here on is going to have that detachable uh, disc. Therefore, people can leave their phone in it without having a big round disc hanging off of it. Um, that kind of the, the, the symbolizes phone scope, that big round disc that everybody walks around in their pocket. You know, we're going we're gonna to let the hunter be able to take that off and be able to utilize the actual just squareness of the phone and and all that type of stuff but we uh 
we made it to where you take the disc off and slide it over to the left camera or the right camera. And one camera is going to be your telephoto lens, which is going to be basically that far zoom lens. And then you're also going to have the wide angle lens. Um, so we're going to be able to give the uh, user the option to use whichever camera they want. And then we're also developing a camera app, which should be done hopefully in the next few weeks, that'll uh, let the user also be able to pick which lens they want to use. That way the stock camera isn't bouncing back and forth from the uh, two different lenses. So I think we've got it all figured out. We're excited. Uh, the testing we've done has been great. The 7 Plus with that telephoto lens is amazing. It's, uh, it's going to revolutionize digiscoping because it's going to let you reach in twice as far. And uh, we're really excited. It's been a long time coming, so we're excited to say and tell everybody that we've got your back covered 100% on the 7 Plus now and uh, visit our website or a dealer close to you. I'm sure every time uh, Apple comes out with a new phone or Android comes out with a new phone, it you just cringe because um, it, it you know it, it changes things, and when you have to change things, that means you have to spend money in order to make your mold and and make your case fit. Um, but it sounds like you've got it handled. One question I would have for you is the telephoto lens. I would think for digiscoping would be way better than the wide-angle lens. Uh, tell me, is there any case where you feel like the wide-angle lens is actually good for digiscoping? Um, you know, it depends on how close the animal is. Sometimes we have animals that come in really close, and at that point, that telephoto lens is going to be way beyond that point for us, even at 20 power. So that's where that wide-angle zoom would come into a, to play and be able to play a good part in being able to bring you back twice. Um, so we wanted to give the user the option. We didn't want to restrict them to just one, and that was kind of the whole idea behind um, having the interchangeable adapter is we are phone scope, and we want to take pride in offering the user every, every possible option that their phone would give them, and that means letting them use both uh, lenses. So that's kind of the main reason we did it. And so with that, with that epiphany, if you will, you um, found out that you, with this detachable, you know, what I call the skull can, people, uh, what's that in your pocket? You know, do you dip? And I'm like, no. And I pull my phone out and they're like, oh, what is that? Um, so what you're saying is from now on, you're going to start making all the different cases so that the actual disc, as, if you will, will come off on all from, from now on? Yeah, yep, that was kind of our main goal is we figured out how to make it work efficiently and uh, it worked great. And so there's no reason for us not to continue down that path and make it user-friendly. It's kind of like I've, I've said a couple times on the different podcasts we've done, Jay, is we listen to our customers and this was one of the very few complaints that we would get a lot is the fact that why can't you guys get rid of this disc? So we'd have 20% of the people that love that round disc because it's a handle. It lets them pull it in and out of their pocket. They can hold on to it. You kind of be accustomed to holding on to that and utilizing it for that little bit of extra length and feature. But then you've got the biggest majority of the people that are like, oh, it's kind of obnoxious, or A, my wife is wondering why I'm chewing. My mom's wondering <laughs> why I'm chewing like this. You're not the first person that said that. And so it's kind of funny. Um that after we nailed down this 7 Plus, it's kind of like we're sitting there with the engineers and we're like, why don't we just continue down this path and make it to where it'll slide in and out and snap in and being able to make it to where it's a lot sleeker and sexier looking. And we all had a 
vote and we was all voting for the same exact direction and we love it and we're excited and if it wasn't for our customers talking to us and letting us know their thoughts we probably would have stuck with the same direction but once again it comes down to listening to the customers and seeing what changes need to be done and then progressing from there for sure you know um hunter uh haynes and i were coming back from mexico cooster hunting and um, we had been down there for a while and we actually were crossing the border and we, there was a little town about an hour north uh, on our way back up uh, uh, to where we live and we stopped in there and we're eating and we're sitting there across the table and actually a lady came up. She's probably in her, in her 70s, real sweet little, little old grandma looking lady and she came up and she said, I've just been looking over at you guys and you're both on your phones and I just had to come over here and ask you, what is that on your phone? And we both laughed and we said, oh, it's a, <laughs> this is a phone scope. And I said, we, we um, are able to put this up against our binoculars and our spotting scope. And, and then Hunter started th- scum, uh, thro- uh, scrolling through his photos faster than I did. And he's like, here, look at this and was showing her videos. And she was just like, oh, I get it now. Um, but it, it was pretty funny. She actually had the, the nerve to come up to, t- you know, t- we'd been 14 days in the, in the brush, you know, and we probably looked like, uh, uh, homeless victims and she walked right up and just, I had to ask, what is that? So that, that was kind of funny. Um, and are you sticking with the, um, plastic molds? Uh, I know, I know you had talked about doing some carbon fiber, I think. Yeah, so the whole idea behind the carbon fiber was to, to create this detachable disc. Um, we was able to, to create it without having to create a two-part two part mold. We are still going to release the carbon fiber. Um, we've got it built for the iPhone 6. We're just This iPhone 7, honestly, has been kicking our butt. So we switched everybody's focus directly to it. So we had two different engineers working on it. Um, machine shop full board just cranking out different pieces to try to get it correct. It's kind of been a... It's been a pain in our butt. Um, had a handful of our buddies at different optic companies also helping us uh, figure out what works best, this way or that. So, yes, you will still see us coming out with two different versions of the phone scope. We'll have the premium version that's injected out of carbon fiber with the rubber gum shell, as well as our uh, nylon ABS reinforcement. So our plastic case right now actually has nylon um, strands injected throughout it to where uh, it's freaking super tough. So we are going to uh, offer a variety, um, but we're going to make sure that we can cover the basis of the market and make sure everybody's needs are met, and then we'll move into the premium versions of all that. So still a very small um, business, so we uh, we got to make sure that we can cover everybody's uh, needs and bases before we kind of move into creating the same thing we already have built, but in a better, sexier, higher quality looking device. For sure. And um, just for those listeners, if this is their first podcast, I, just give me, and on other podcasts we've done, you typically do a great job in telling the listener that's probably listened to the first 15 minutes and say, what are they even talking about? Will you explain to me in the 30,000 foot version of what phone scope is and what you do on an everyday basis? Yeah, you bet. Not a problem at all. So basically, our, our company is built around digiscoping with a smartphone. So we, uh, we take a, a cell phone and we snap it in one of our cases that's engineered strictly for digiscoping. So we mess with the distance from the camera to where it needs to be with the ocular lens. And then we also sell the piece that twists into the camera or into the phone case and then it'll let it slide right over the eye cup 
of the spotting scope, binocular, telescope, microscope. And once this is done, now your phone is married directly to the spotting scope, which in return is kind of turning it into an SLR-like feature so that you'll have your phone acting as the body of the SLR and the optic device acting as the actual lens. And then you're able to take pictures of whatever you're seeing through your spotting scope or you can also let 10 different people at the same time be looking through the spotting scope. So instead of one person looking through it, you can now let 10 people look through it without having to everybody put their head down and have a chance of actually bumping the tripod, this or that. So it's, uh, And it's become very popular with binoculars. That was probably one of our number one sold items down there at uh, SCI last week is we sold more for binoculars and people wanted to use it sitting in tree stands, blinds that are going on little safaris over in Africa. So we, uh, yeah, yeah. Very versatile, and and, um, I mean, you can pretty much use phone scope uh, to adapt to any phone, to any optic, uh, whether it's a bino or a binocular or a spotting scope, correct? Uh, Yes, yep. We've got two different adapters. We have a custom adapter that's made for a specific make and model of an optic, or we have our universal. So we have our U1, which is a small version of the universal, and then we have our U2. Um, the U1 has been one of our number one sellers because it basically fits every pair of binoculars on the market. So it just slides over and tightens down like a three-jaw chuck in the machine shop industry. You can literally tighten it as tight as you want. Uh, we build it very strong and sturdy. So with that one, you can basically cover every pair of binoculars in the family. Um, and then our U2 is uh, our bigger version that covers most all your high-end spotting scopes with the bigger eyepieces. So we have two different versions to go on the optics, whether you want to go with custom or universal. As far as the phone, we're uh, 100% custom because we want to be able to have you snap your phone in and have everything be lined up 100% right off the bat without having to mess around with anything. And all of these um, phone scope adapters, uh, you guarantee 100%, correct? If for whatever reason someone were to break them, you, you guarantee them? You betcha. Yeah, we, uh, we we back all of our products 100%. So any problems at all, just give us a call and uh, we'll take care of you. I can guarantee you'll get somebody on the phone that will uh, speak English and be able to understand 100%. <laughs> Sounds good. Speaking English sometimes is, uh, you know, it's amazing with customer service. Uh, it's nice to be able to talk to someone on the phone that you can understand. And uh, I can't say that about some of the, some of the other companies that uh, – you know, you've, you, we've all done it where you talk and you, you don't even understand the person on the other end of the line. Um, so that's nice. Uh, Cheston, you guys have recently uh, gotten into Walmart. PhoneScope has gotten into Walmart. And I just uh, had a couple questions for you about that. What has that done for you guys as a company? Certainly you're in uh, Sportsman's Warehouse uh, and you, you sell off your own website, PhoneScope.com. Uh, but what has going into Walmart done for your, you know, your company based out of Beaver, Utah? Oh, you know, it's made me lose sleep, lose hair. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, you know, it's been a huge blessing and a huge kick in the butt. Um, it's great because it's a huge test, huge trial to kind of see. There's a lot of corporate stuff that uh, a small town guys. Uh, have to learn and figure out how to do, but it's also great to be able to push your knowledge and figure out how to do it, and then being able to send a customer that calls up and says, hey, I need a phone scope today, and instead of them having to pay an outrageous amount of money to have something overnighted, we can just direct them to the nearest Walmart, which they're literally everywhere. 
So it's been uh, it's been a challenge, but it's been a very fun journey as well because we've all learned here and we've grown and we've created a great team that's been able to pretty much. I don't even really notice it anymore because everybody has a specific job and task, and the orders come in once a week, and they get taken, pulled, and wrapped on, get wrapped up, and the truck shows up, picks everything up, and it's gone. I mean, it's been, it's been, it's been sweet. It really has. The very first, I probably would have told you differently when we was trying to get the first few like giant orders out, um, but we adapted and we learned, and it's been great. It's been a great learning experience, and we've got a great team, and I'm grateful for everybody that's uh, here helping us knock it out because uh, we've done it together. So. Well, I, I know one of the challenges, like you said, in getting with Walmart and having such a big, um, you know, they have a, a bunch of stores. Are, are you located in, is Phonescope, doc, is Phonescope located in all the Walmart stores in the country or just the western U.S. or certain states or where is it found? Um, so it's, it's pretty much found at every of the super centers. So all the, all the main Walmarts, there's about 3,600 of them. So it's pretty much in, yeah, every Walmart nationwide. That's fantastic. Uh, that, that is awesome. Uh, also, um, just want to point out phone scope has been a, uh, avid sponsor here of the J Scott outdoors podcast. And I just, uh, thank you for your support, uh, Cheston and, and, uh, uh, people can, that are listening can also get a 10% discount if they use the J Scott promo code and go to phonescope.com and, uh, order right off the website. Uh, Cheston, when I was in uh, Las Vegas, uh, I met your sidekick there, uh, Brian, on the other end of the line there, and you guys had something that there was a group of us, me and a, several of my buddies, that caught our attention, uh, and it's it's the cooler tray, and at first I kind of walked by, and then I stopped, and you're like, Jay, check this out, and this is pretty neat. I, I, I want you guys to explain uh, what the cooler tray is all about. And I, and, and I point out the cooler tray.com is your website. And I'm also going to have, uh, about a 60 second, uh, video, uh, you know, explaining and showing what this, this, this is, but, uh, you know, take it away and tell me what it's all about. Well, go ahead and introduce Brian. He, uh, he's the founder of the uh, product and, uh, he kind of came to me with the idea and, we're, uh, we launched it last week at SEI and sold out, so we're, uh, we're excited. I think it's something much needed in the hunting industry, especially for all of us people that know what it's like living out of a cooler for more than an afternoon. So uh, we'll let Brian kind of tell about what the cooler tray is and why it's needed for everybody. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a pretty simple concept, but uh, the idea came to me. You know, we, I grew up in a family, uh, big family. We went camping all the time. To the lake up where I'm from in northern Utah, there's a Bear Lake, which is a big lake kind of resort style place. And uh, we took the you know your average igloo cooler that you get from Walmart. We didn't have the high end coolers back then, you know, like the Yetis and so forth. And it seemed like every time I went to the cooler to make myself a lunch meat sandwich or to grab some grapes or whatever it was, everything was floating in a puddle of water and it was. Uh, all mixed up and just gross and we were throwing food away that was soggy and wet you know your cheese and your bread and uh, anyways there wasn't a solution on the market uh, this is 10 years ago when I had the idea and uh, I was finally in a position I said hey I'm gonna go after this idea and I worked on it you know went through the process 
and uh, started grinding hard and finally got, you know, to the building the product and getting the patents and things like that. And I finally launched and started getting into a small, you know, five or six small local stores, started hitting some good numbers. And, and I was grinding hard, you know, and, and uh, I was like, man, I'm going to spend 10 years grinding, getting this thing out. And so, you know, I was always told, you know, don't take advice from anybody that isn't where you want to be. And I got hooked up with Cheston and, you know, they had spent the last four or five years grinding and they had the distribution and the know-how and have been through all that work. And so it just made sense, you know, to match up and, and uh, join forces. And so it really is, it's a, it's a simple concept and now we're just ready to rock and roll and launch before this spring and summer, you know, right when the snow starts melting. But it's basically a universal tray that becomes the new base of your cooler. You set it inside your cooler and it's adjustable in length and width to fit most mid-sized coolers, you know, from your ranges of, you know, the 48 quart that everybody buys from Walmart, those Coleman igloos, all the way up to, you know, your 110 quart Yetis and your high-end coolers. And it sits in the, in the cooler. You put your food in there and your ice and, you know, whatever else you want to slam in there. And as the ice melts, you know, the, your ice never lasts as long as the cooler company says it will. And as it melts, it passes through the tray, and the tray separates the ice melt and keeps your food and ice elevated out of that water. So in consequence, you have dry food, everything's clean, you don't have spoiled food, and your ice will actually last quite a bit longer because it's not sitting in that water. So simple concept to a, you know, a solution to a problem that we've all dealt with, you know, you know, one of the questions I'd ask you, Brian, is when I was there, you actually had an example. You could see through a plexiglass and you could see inside of two coolers and one uh, had the cooler tray and one didn't have the cooler tray. And you said that you had put the same, you know, the same amount of ice in each one. And and um, tell me from like a scientific standpoint, like air temperature, what actually does this does the contents in the cooler actually stay colder. Um, how does that work? Does ice melt faster, slower? How, how does that fall into play? Yeah, so what, what we've noticed, and, and we're continuing to do, you know, really scientific-type tests and, and taking temperatures and things like that. We're going to come out with some really cool, you know, stats in the next couple of weeks. But what I found when I was using it is the tray keeps um, – as it's elevated, it has the air circulation. And so as the water starts to drip down through the tray, your water temperature is in your low 40 degrees, you know, 40, 41, 42 degrees. And you want your cooler, you know, in the low 30s, 35, 36. So your, the cooler tray will actually keep the ice out of the water so your ice will last longer. And as it has that airflow, your ambient air temperature inside the cooler stays in those cooler degrees, keeping your food cooler longer. And so that's kind of the, the science behind it. Um, you know, that was all side effect. When I built this thing, I just didn't want, you know, my food floating in water. I didn't realize that the ice was going to last longer, you know, and all these other, other scientific things. I was just trying to solve, you know, so my grapes weren't floating in water and my kids weren't getting contaminated, you know, elk meat from my elk burgers leaking into my water, you know. For sure. And have you noticed like uh, in coolers such as the Yetis and that, that um, uh, this thing is even more of a home run? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, they're built a lot better quality. And so 
uh, you'll see you'll see the same thing just you know longer distance and I noticed that it's it gives you uh, what is it about an inch and a half clearance uh, so that as you know you're gonna have ice melt and it's gonna create um, you know water um, do you have different models that have different uh, heights or what's your thoughts on the current height of the cooler tray yeah so what we did is we we made that height um, pretty pretty fixed for basically any you know type of cooler contents you're going to have in there so that the height that it's at just under about an inch and a about between an inch and a quarter and and an inch and a half you can fit you know about 17 to 20 pounds of uh, ice melt of water that melts down through that tray underneath the tray um, away from your food and so you know if you fill up your cooler you know you can fit a 20 pound bag of ice in there two 10 pound bags of ice you can basically not even think about it and just let the cooler tray do the work and all that water will melt down below the tray and your food will still be dry so obviously it depends on the size of your cooler you know the smaller coolers will hold closer to 15 pounds you know your bigger 80 90 100 quart coolers you can fit more water underneath the tray for the surface area yeah i understand and and um are the cooler trays adaptable meaning from size to size of cooler, um, is is there more than one size of cooler tray, or or are they adaptable? Yeah, they're they're adaptable. So it's a universal fit. So it's two trays that slide on top of each other, and you you can extend it in length. And then we have a little snap-on rail on the side. So most coolers, every cooler company and brand makes their cooler just a little bit different in size. And that was one of the tricks to figure out when we were building this thing, but. Between those 42 quart up to 100 and you know 10 quart size coolers, between most brands, the width only changes about an inch or so, and so we have a little snap-on rail. So that the cooler tray that you'll find on the coolertray.com website um, will be universal fit. And again, if if it doesn't fit or you got one of those square coolers or you need some kind of custom thing that we don't make yet, that it's made out of an FDA grade you know polypropylene plastic, and so you can literally take it out and just cut it down to the size you need so and, and there's also a pretty cool um, baffling on the actual cooler tray um, explain how the water actually drains through and and how how you made that work I know that's part of your um, uh, you know your patent stuff but but what yeah. makes the actual uh, mechanics of the tray work so well yeah, so down the, the length of the tray, basically you got the rolling hills, the peaks and the valleys, which optimize the draining. And then down in the valleys, you actually have the drain holes, which we have, you know, treated in a particular way that it'll actually drain down through the tray, both layers of trays, and minimize the, the splashback or the water being able to come back through the tray. And so there's a whole science to that. We've got it down to where, you know, if you're soda drinkers or whatever, you know, beer, whatever it is, you can put your can on that tray. And even though it's rippled, it'll stand up straight. And or you could lay it down and it'll sit right in the valley for any type of drink. Awesome. That, and so um, you approached Cheston, you guys have partnered up and you guys went to SCI and you sold out your product there. Um, where yeah. where are you guys going to be next? I assume you'll be up in uh, Salt Lake at the uh, Western Hunting Expo. Exactly. Yep. We'll be up there next week. Uh, we'll be bringing a lot more trays so we don't sell out and we can still get them to customers right there on the spot. 
but I, I think that'll be a really good show for us. You know, Jay, we had a great turnout down there, but we even we had customers that would we had the biggest one we had something about ten because they're like, I need these. And you know, you think about it, how many coolers do you have in your garage, Jay? Six. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, the thing is, the price point Brian's got them sitting at, they're at twenty five bucks. And I've had hunting trips where I've thrown away more money than 25 bucks yeah i mean in sandwich meat alone you know your meat your your sandwich meats and your different you know your chicken breasts and some of that stuff any type of meats or your cheeses i mean it seems like every trip you end up just throw it away you know it's wet it's soaked you know it's 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 unusable um that's where the guys that were with me they were like man can you even as we were walking away one of my buddies he kept talking about it he's like that's an incredible idea uh you know he, he he's saying you know think of how many people actually need this i mean from people that hunt people that fish anybody that goes out and recreates goes to the beach goes to the lake um you know go into nascar i mean there there's the opportunity there is is endless um i do want to mention you guys are offering at the coolertray.com if you use the j scott promo code you get a 10 percent discount um, but they can also come see you at the Western Hunting Expo. Um, do you guys have any plans to be at any other trade shows that any of the listeners across the country uh, might be at? You know, we've got uh, one of our guys is out in uh, Pennsylvania right now, that big show that's going on out there. Oh, in Harrisburg? Um, uh-huh. Harrisburg, yeah. He's out there, but he's out there more or less working with some optic companies. But uh, I know he's out there, and he said he was going to do something with the cooler tray. I'm not quite sure what. But I'm going to, uh, other than that, we haven't really got much trade show plans because we've been going nonstop since the first week of January. We're excited for a little break. But I'm going to revert back to one other thing you were just talking about, about how many uses this, this tray has. And kind of think about this. How many times have we all harvested an animal in August when it's, super hot outside a lot okay most of us don't have the privilege of having a walk-in cooler like some do correct right so think about taking dry ice the very bottom of the tray we're using the tray as actually the barrier to keep the meat from that and then you can dry age your meat by keeping it away from water but you're able to keep the ambient air temp inside the cooler to a certain degree I mean, there's so many different variations and uses for this tray that, and, and this was brought to our attention by somebody else down at SCI that none of us even thought about. I'm like, that's brilliant. I mean, these coolers nowadays, I could fit almost a whole elk in some of these, you know. So it's uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uses, and we're we're really excited because Brian came to me and I'm like, this is brilliant, dude. And I was like, why didn't I think of this? And I and I, I hear that every show I go to, everybody's like, why didn't I think of this? So once I said that, I look at him and was like, dude, you got something really cool here. This is great. It's a price point that everybody can afford. But more importantly, you're solving a problem that everybody is dealing with all the time and having to throw away this type of food. I mean, I was down in uh, New Mexico on the Hilo, and we've talked about how badly I got my butt kicked this year down there with the hot temps and all this and that. But we was dealing with the uh, ice melting even in these high-end coolers that I have. And I think it was about by day three or four, we had a little bit of water but it went through our egg carton, and I remember my buddy Scott picks it up, and the eggs just fall out, and he's like, dude, this is a joke. <laughs> and I started laughing because Brian literally started talking to me about a few weeks before that, and 
I didn't have a cooler tray then, but I was like, dude, this is a much needed product, and we need to. I need to help him get it to market because there are a lot of other people that need this too. For sure. Well, I'm glad I was able to meet Brian um, at SCI, and I encourage the listeners to check it out, uh, the thecoolertray.com. Um, also, if you're going to be up at Salt Lake uh, next week at the Western Hunting Expo, uh, go by there and see it for yourself. You can also check it out on my Instagram page. There's going to be a, a video there, and that will uh, then... Uh, you can link over to the coolertray.com. Do you guys also have uh, any social media attached to uh, the coolertray.com? Yeah, yeah, you can. Uh, it's just the cooler tray on Instagram, hashtag the cooler tray, at the cooler tray, and then uh, same thing on Twitter and uh, Facebook. We have both the cooler tray and isolate the mother company name. So awesome. Awesome. Well, it's uh, great to meet both of you or meet you, Brian. Great to see you, Cheston. And I'm glad you guys were able to spend some time with me today. Let me know what's going on with the new 7 Plus iPhone cases and uh, getting to hear about the coolertray.com. Uh, you guys got any fine, uh, final uh, thoughts or uh, any concluding thoughts? Uh, I assume, Cheston, you're probably out snowmobiling or something or want to be uh, here over the next couple of weeks after or maybe before the expo and after the expo. You know, I'd love to. It's funny. As soon as we hang up on the uh, phone, I'm going to jump on my snowmobile and run up to my cabin because I think I screwed up and took one of the expo TVs that is in one of the four on our big giant uh, TV wall. I'm pretty sure I uh, made a mistake and took it up to my cabin, so i got to figure out how I'm going to get it back down on a snowmobile. So i got a fun afternoon ahead of me, which I don't really have time for, but i got to make sure we got the TV wall up at the expo next year or next week because it's, a, it's fun just showing a lot of our users' content and, and uh, stuff up there on the big giant wall. So, yeah, I'm yeah. going to go and spend a little bit of time on a sled. For sure, and um, just for the listeners out there, are, will you also have um, all the PhoneScope products? Will you have a bunch of product with you in um, up in Salt Lake at the show, or will you just be taking orders? Um, will people be able to walk in and walk out with product? Yeah, you bet. We're going to have a giant booth like we usually do. Um, so we uh, I don't know the booth number. I apologize for that. But, yeah, we'll uh, – We'll have a giant booth, we'll have the cooler tray there, we'll have the phone scopes, we'll have as much as we can possibly bring um, and pray we sell out, but we want everybody to come swing by, say hi, we want to see your footage, we'd love for you to come by and kind of give us your testimony and tell us how the phone scopes helped you throughout the year, uh, give us your footage so we can show it to our uh, other social media people and, and use it for next year's expo video and just really give it the uh, attention that it deserves. So yeah, we'll be there and we're excited to see everybody shake their hands and we hope people we don't know will come in and shake our hands and we can get to know everybody because we're a we're pretty personal type of company. So Sounds good. I think that's one of the things that people really like about uh, PhoneScope is uh, they can call and get someone on the phone and, and they can come and talk to you and you guys are just, um, you've done extremely well with, with your ideas, um, but you're still very approachable and um, you're just everyday guys. And uh, I, I think that's what makes you guys uh, successful and good at what you do. So, uh, guys, God bless you. And, uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you again. And uh, thanks for uh, sharing sharing some uh, stuff with us here today on the podcast. All right, man. Thanks, Jay. Have a great one. All right. Take care.